Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iloveSCBC.org. Well, good morning, church. I'm glad you have joined our online service. The season of the land finally started. Um, the season of the land, especially the Latin word land, literally means number 40. So it refers to 40 days of our time before the Easter Sunday, which begins on East, um, Ash Wednesday, and it also finishes on Easter Sunday. Um, total of days are 46, and if you exclude the Sundays, that will actually come up the number 40 days. I'm sure many of you in this very important season of we as a Christian, you have a special way to celebrate this season of Lent. I'm sure you have a sacred and you have a favorite way of celebrating this journey of the Lenten season. A lot of you do that by giving up on things or cutting down. You know what, this season of Lent, I'm going to give up on candy. You know, I'm going to give up on drinking. I'm going to give up on carbs. You know, I'm going I'm to cut down the sugar, whatever that is. We do that to be able to have more room to reflect upon the presence of God and what he has done through his son, Jesus Christ. But interestingly enough, as I was reading the gospel, especially the gospel of Mark, let's say the last 40 days, you know, last phase of Jesus Christ's ministry, I noticed that the way that he celebrated, if there were any Lenten season there, the way Jesus Christ celebrated his last phase of ministry or the Lenten season is different than we used to do. We are more doing between the God and us so that we'll be able to have a deeper reflection or a deeper understanding on God. But on the contrary, if you read the gospel, the last phase of Jesus Christ's ministry was not about giving up on his favorite things, you know, giving up on his favorite meals or giving up on his favorite exercise or cutting down something, you know, so that he can actually experience God in a deeper way because the Lenten season is just God and me. Jesus never done that. The way he celebrated his last phase, which we call it as a season of Lent, that he was celebrating by doing, doing things, you know, helping those who are needy and healing those who are sick, spreading the gospel and ministering to people, those who are spiritually suffering. So for Jesus Christ, the season of Lent for him, it wasn't more of hearing or listening to the word of God. He was more of doing. He was a doer of the word of God. A lot of us actually, we think that the season of Lenten, that we have to become the hearer or the listener of the word of God to find the deeper meaning of who God is. But I want to encourage you and challenge you on this season of Lent, following the footstep of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, why don't we more of doing the word of God? And that's what I want to talk about today. And then my title for today's sermon is Be a Doer of the Word of the Lord. Be a doer of God's Word. 
Today's scripture is taken from the book of James, chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. I'll be reading it from the New International Version. So if you have a Bible app, the Bible, actual Bible, you know, just make sure to take off some of the dust on your Bible. Open up, and then in the New Testament, you can find the book of James toward the end of the Bible. Book of James, chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. But be door of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a door, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once he forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, that is the word of God, the law of liberty, the word that will set us free and preserves being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. For this is the word of the Lord. You know, success of our life, in your life and my life, whether it's spiritual, professional, relational, success of our life will totally depend not upon what we know to do, but it will depend upon what we do. Let me say it again. Success of your life is not depending upon what we not to do, but what we actually do. That reminds me of a story. A uh, real story of a preacher, great preacher in a small town. And one Sunday, he delivered a message. The topic of the message was about forgiveness. Beautiful message. So after the sermon, after the worship, and you know, all congregations as they are departing, just giving the pastor highest compliment by saying, that, Pastor, there was a great message that I've heard on that subject. Thank you. Next Sunday. He went on and preaching the same message on the same subject, the topic of forgiveness. The congregation thought it was a little weird and strange, the fact that he was preaching the same, exactly the same message two weeks in a row, but it was still good. So they, you know, they decided not to make any comments on that. Following Sunday and third Sunday, you know, they found out he was preaching the same message, message on the subject of forgiveness, three times in a row. So after the worship, all the leaders gather and went on to the preacher and pastor and saying this, Pastor, all the respect. Did you notice that you preached the same message on the same topic, exactly the same message, three times in, in a three weeks in a row? Are you okay? And what's the purpose of it? And this is what Pastor said. Well, I know that I preached it three times and it's exactly the same message in a row. And I plan on preaching the same message until my congregation not only listens and feel good about it, but actually live their life upon that message. In other words, I will continue to preach on the same message. Until my congregation is not going to be only hearer of the word of God, but actually doer of the word of God. And he didn't have to preach anymore. 
because all congregation really got his purpose of that preaching. And James puts it this way, though, in verse 22. He says this, but, the, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. You know, the book of James is, uh, we also know as the wisdom book in the New Testament. We consider the book of James as the book of Proverbs in the New Testament. The way James delivers his wisdom and his you know, advice and also suggestion, it's not his playing around. He tells his believers plain and simple what he wants from them. And that is obey God's word and be a doer of his word. In fact, it's not just a theme for this passage only. It is actually overarching theme of this entire book of James. And James says this, don't just listen to it and read it and feel good about yourself. Actually do what it says. Because if you don't do that, you are cheating yourself. You are deceiving yourself. What does that mean? And the same way that Jesus Christ, I mean, James is always likes to do in his in the wisdom field letter here. He's giving us and bringing this analogy in the next two verses, verse 23 and 24. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, it's like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Okay, pastor, I get that. So if we are only the hearer of the word, but not being a doer of the word, and we are also deception, we're deceiving ourselves. And you said that this knowledge will give us clear understanding, but I'm still confused. How is this reading the word of God or being a doer of the word of God is like looking into a mirror? What does James mean when he was giving us this knowledge? Um, let me explain to you uh, using, you know, my life example. I don't usually look into, you know, mirror often, but at least uh, once a week, I, I look at just kind of, you know, glance and go when I come in and out. But there are times I really look into the mirror, you know, thoroughly, at least like four or five minutes. Okay, that's Sunday because I know I have to be, you know, looking neat and nice, to be honest with you, as a preacher and then, you know, the minister of the gospel who will be standing in front of you and in front of God as well. So before I always leave, especially on Sunday, unfortunately, we can't do it right now, but I still try to wear my nice suit as well. But before I always uh, left, you know, for the church on Sunday morning, you know, I make sure I do all this quick once over last check to make sure that all my jippers are jiffed, right? Because it could be very embarrassing if it doesn't. And then my shoes matches my pants and also my hair isn't pulled back with my daughter Grace's purple plastic hair clip because now she likes to play then and without even noticing it. And I've got something on my hair and lately a lot of times i've got a lot of stickers on my arm on my pants on my leg as well so i had to be making sure am i clean am i knit just lost thoroughly okay let's say you know i'm on my way to go to church for the preaching to lead the worship 
And then for my last check on mirror, I spot a giant stain on my suit. You know, I see the stain. It was loud and clear. Let's say, but I left for the church without changing it, without cleaning it up. Right? And then I'm standing right here, and then you're all, let's say you're all here in the sanctuary, and you see, let's say that's, you know, I happen to be wearing very light, even close to basic or the white suit, and have a huge, um, let's say tomato ketchup, whatever the stain is. And I preach the word of God, and after that, you know, one of you could probably come and say, Pastor, did you look at the mirror? You've got this big stain on your suit. And I said, I did. I did. I look at the mirror from top to bottom, and I came here and preached. And you probably said, you sure? I don't think you are telling the truth. I don't think that you own a mirror. And of course, I do. You see that? I thought I had my mirror. I thought I checked everything from top to bottom. You know, I was so certain that I am clean. Okay? But if you spot anything that you have to apply and work on, even though that you have a mirror, if you don't do it, that's as if that you don't own a mirror. You don't have the mirror. That's what really James is telling us, deceiving ourselves. And unfortunately, some of the Christians really fall onto this trap. You know, they love the Word of God. They listen to the Word of God every day. And they try to find every single opportunity to listen and learn, to expand and deepen their knowledge of the Word of God from, let's say, Bible study or the small group. But if that person does not apply what he or she learned from the Word of God into his or her life, that's as if he's deceiving himself. In other words, let's say I'm reading the word of God. I'm watching this great sermon. You know, I joined it every single Bible study. I feel like I'm doing my job well. I'm a good and sincere Christian. But from the perspective of God, God says, no, you don't own the Bible. Because you have the Bible, you read the Bible, you don't apply as. You're deceiving yourself. You are not living the way that I command you to do. You don't have a Bible. You don't own the Bible. You, you, don't, you don't act upon those Bible. Unfortunately, that's how we live our life. So many of us knowing that there's a power in the word of God, amen? There is a power, life-transforming, change mind, you know, enlightening happen, and all these miracles happen that could happen from the word of God. We know that. We read that, and we are fully aware of that. But if we don't apply that to our life, or the, for the sake of others, that's as if. You know there's a constant. There is electricity. You know there is amazing dynamite power. And you know that. And you thought you were using it, but actually you forgot to plug whatever the device to that constant. And then you're deceiving yourself that, well, I've got this power. I've got this power. 
How many of Christians, if you're honest with me, you know, your friends and your neighbors and those who are claiming to be the Christians are in that trip right now. They're coming to the church. They listen to the word of God. They feel good about it. They said, they said, amen. They say, hallelujah. But when they leave the service, they don't apply what they learn upon their life. I'm thinking that, you know, I'm a good Christian. I've done my work. You know, I've, I praise him. And God says, no, you're not. You're not. You probably did this a little first part, but you didn't do fully. As if that you don't own the word of God. You don't really touch and read the word of God. And that is what God is telling us. Now, the what is the message or the things that we have to do in our life. What does Bible says that we have to be the door of those words? Let me just give you a few things that we can discover in the word of God. And I'm going to ask you as you listen to those one list by one list and try to do the check off and as if that you are applying that, you know, to your day-to-day life. Here's a quick list. Are you quick to forgive? Are you slow to anger? Are you generous? Are you merciful? Are you always ready every day to help others in need? Or you're also more, take the further step and be radical that you look for opportunities to help others, those are in need. Are you quick to repent? Are you a peacemaker? Or do you always wait for the other person to be the first one to apologize? Are you self-disciplined? And are you patient? Do you really love others or is it just a word that you throw around? Our God is telling you this morning through this word of God, the discernment that God actually, really, truly does expect that you and me to do them, to do those who are in the word of God. You know, those are that just to share with you. They're not just there in the Bible for us to underline, for us to highlight. How many of you have a Bible? Because you've been the Bible, you know, as Christians so long, and you own this Bible, you've been using it so long, and you've been studying the Word of God so well. You've got this, this cover, this Bible being covered by this whole underlines and colorful highlights, and you put the memo on it. But God is telling, if you don't apply that, what you've studied, what you've read, as if that you never read, as if that you never underlined, as if that you never highlight, because what purpose, what good is it, even if you know the word of God from top to bottom and you don't apply that to your life. And as I said before, you're in the church and you listen to the word of God, you said amen and hallelujah. If that message doesn't apply to your life when you leave and God is telling you, you're deceiving yourself. You're not, you know, Christian. In fact, let me just share the two passages which might surprise you, which might give you the wake-up call, which might you feel like awakening as you listen to this, okay, uh, about the being a door of the Word of God. Why we have to be a door of the Word of God. The first one is taken from uh, James, same book, chapter 4, verse 17. It says this, if Anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. 
Okay, let me read it one more time. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and they don't do it, it is sin for them. What a frightening passage here. So it's just not the sins that we commit that are problems. According to James, it's the good things that you and I do not do. It's the good things that you and I omit. And that are problem. And that is also considered as being a sin. What a frightening message. I'm not the one who made this comment and this statement. It was Apostle James. Apostle James with the direct approach and was telling you and me, even if that you are doing everything well, if you don't do what good is, if you don't do what the word of God says, you to do, that is same as a sin. Any mistakes, you know, any problems, any wrong decision, you know, anything that you made, you commit the sin, they are a sin. But they're also different level of sin, different category of sin. That's when you don't do what is good. That's when you don't do the word of God, even though that you read, even though that you understood. Wow. Bible says, if you read the word of God, if you don't apply that to your life, day-to-day practically, James and Bible consider that as sin. That is a striking passage here. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, it's not only James, it is also Jesus Christ who's giving us the very same horrific warning sign about just being a listener or hearer of the word. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. To me, that's striking. That's frightening. According to the Jesus Christ here, not all Christians will go to heaven. Not all Christians, those who claim themselves as Jesus Christ as their Savior, those who thought that they received Jesus Christ as their own Savior, not all of them are going to the kingdom of God. Then who really goes to the kingdom of God? Jesus says the second half of this verse, but only, listen to this carefully, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Amen. What a profound but frightening, horrific message. According to Jesus Christ, you know, the fact that you're a Christian, the fact that you go to church, the fact that you read the word of God, the fact that you even memorize, the fact that you put all these highlights and underlines and put a note on it, if you don't live upon the word of God, there is also a chance you may not go to heaven. You live all your life inside the church, attending all the Bible studies and small group, learning the word of God. You have a deep relationship, a deep understanding of the word of God. If you don't apply what you've learned, if you don't apply what you understood to your life for the sake of others, there's a chance you may not go to heaven. So the key for the kingdom of God is not about reading the word of God only. It's not about having deeper understanding of the word of God. It's not about just attending the service. It's not about, you know, watching the great pastors preaching. It is more of after you read, after you watch, after you understand, after you take this great lesson out of the preaching or the word of God, that you apply, apply the message. That is the key to take you and bring you to the kingdom 
of God. Amen? Let me just give you just a couple of analogy to help you understanding or kind of re-emphasize of what I've been telling you, which is very simple, to be the doer of the word of the Lord. Let's say that you are the baseball player, great player from our team, Red Sox. It's too sad in my heart, you know, not being able to go to Fenway Park, actually watch their season game. But let's say you are the great NBL Red Sox player, and you know the ins and out of the baseball. You know all the rules, you know all this, the physics or science, whatever, that how uh, that, that really helps you understand to be a better player. You know how to catch better. You know how to make the swing to be able to, you know, hit farther. You know how to run those diamonds, first and second and third base, you know, really well within a short period of time. Even if, if you know everything, even if you understood everything, even if you have everything as a player, if you don't apply what you understand, what you've learned, what you have in your mind to your life as a baseball player, you're deceiving yourself. You're not a player. You're not good, not only a good player, you're not a player. What good is it that you have all this if you don't apply to your practical life? Let's say we know that one of the greatest pianists that ever lived in, a, in the right now in our nation and who that person could be greatest pianist that ever lived i mean still living and uh, to me my wife minacho she is the by far the best and greatest pianist that who lives right now not ever lived but lived right now but let's think about this let's say the mina you know knows ins and out of the piano you know, all this mechanics of how this piano works, how this notes, full notes and half notes works, how it connects. And not only that, she also knows how to read the very complicated, you know, chart, the music notes and chart. And not only that, she knows all these techniques of how to play, how to improvise on certain genre, rhythm and blues, the gospel, you know, tango, you know, whatever, whatever that, you know, genre is. She has all this full of understanding if she doesn't apply Everything that she has here, here, upon her playing, upon her writing. What good is that? She's not a good player, but she's actually applying all of them. So I know that she's a good player. And she is about to release her another album that is very um, experimental album. And being recorded in three different places. The one in South Korea and here and Greece because of covid and she was able to put this together. It will be released this coming week, I believe. So please pray for her. It will be released in first in South Korea and here as well. But she's the best player. Why? Because not only she knows everything, not only that she knows all these techniques, but she has been applying and applying on that to her life. Let's say you're the doctor. You have very ill patient, you know, needs immediate, you know, prescriptions or the surgery, whatever that is. You know, ins and out of this problem. You know, ins and out of this disease, because you study that you know. But if you don't apply that to your to your patient, what good is it? You're deceiving yourself. You might as well not a doctor. You get the point, right? I'm trying to drill this down. 
So that you'll be able to have a deeper understanding about why is it important that to be a doer of the word of God, not just be a hearer or the listener. Why? Because according to James, it could be sin if you do that, if you don't do that. And according to Jesus Christ, if you don't do that, you could even actually lose or you can't even actually go to the kingdom of God. That's how important it is to apply the word of God, to be the doer of the word of God. Brothers and sisters, we have just started the season of Lent. I know you have your you know, tradition to give up, some, give up on something or cut down something so that you can have this intimate time with our God and Lord Jesus Christ. But I would encourage you and challenge you. Why don't we follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ? If Jesus Christ were with us right now and listening to how we celebrate and how we commemorate the season of Lent, because that's the last phase of Jesus Christ. And I'm sure that Jesus Christ would say, not just be a hearer, not just be a listener of the word that I've done for you. Would you be the hands and feet of me and be the doer of me? Because there is a great promise in verse 25, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. By you doing that, during this journey of the season of Lent, and every single process, God's blessing is going to be upon you. A lot of Christians, you know, they've done this first part, listening well, hearing well, studying well, knowing the word of God well, and they thought it's done and over. They come to church and listening to the word of God well. They thought, this is all I had to do. And asking for blessings. And blessings is not coming down unto you from God. Why? Because God is telling you, no, what you thought you did, that was not all. You're deceiving yourself. You've got to apply what you've learned. You've got to apply what you've studied. You've got to apply those lesson messages upon your life and for the sake of others. When you do that, I promise you, I'll give you every single blessings on your step. It's not we're just done and waiting. No, when we apply to the word of God, every single step now on, God promises us that his blessings, overflowing, everlasting blessings be upon every single step of you being a doer of the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Lord, I ask the Spirit of God be upon us so that we can be the doer of the word, especially in this season of the land. We pray all in our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior's name. Amen.